Welcome to the Owls on Culture podcast, where two generations of owls, Michael the dad, me, and Hank the son, discuss the latest in movies, plays, books, video games, and more. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Owls on Culture podcast. I'm your co-host, Michael Owl, and I'm here with... Hank Owl. Hank Owl, we just uh, suffered through a horrible snowstorm. Yes. Didn't we? We are actually covered in snow. My right gosh, now. it was everywhere. Yeah. I'm well, still in it. It was it was really one you place. You had to like throw the microphone like into a snow cave. <laughs> That's where I'm recording it. That's right. Uh we got a how, little bit of snow up there on the, the porch. The upper world. It's uh it's it's still cold, but it's snowy, not snowy. Uh so we had some on our porch. I caught some in my mouth. It was a very good snow thing, but the roads were fine and everybody was okay. So go team. Okay. For those that like do not live in the Atlanta area, they did not there was not a snowstorm. It was like there was a predicted a snowstorm. Yes, that like, didn't happen. Guys, it's, it's going to snow. It's going to snow. No, it never snows. It can't. It's it's snow. It technically snowed. Can we spend thirty there seconds? Was snow on the ground. Talking about how it it sucks that uh, you you really don't get snow days anymore. Yeah, we can talk about that a little. Okay, go talk about that. What thirty seconds? I assumed you were going to be thirty seconds. <laughs> so back in my day, it would snow and you'd miss school and you would just play at home. And hopefully go over to your friend's house and play with your friends and go sledding and do snowballs and stuff like that. But what would happen if you had a snow day this day and age? I would be doing virtual school. You'd be doing homework on the computer. And that doesn't seem fair. Technology's ruined the snow day. <laughs> the many, the twenty, the what, the the technology, the technology revolution and its consequences. That's thank you, an essay by Michael Lyle. Uh, what did we do instead of playing outside in the snow that wasn't there? We uh, we went to a movie theater to see a new released movie. Oh yes, we did. What did we see? Uh, we, I'm I'm having trouble remembering. I <laughs> was it is it a silent movie? Did we go see a silent film? No, it wasn't silent, and I feel like it wasn't even just people talking at a normal volume either. What was it? What were they doing? Yelling? Yell? Oh, they were yelling, yes. Wait, no, wait, no, it wasn't yelling. They were screaming, Hank. Because it, the movie is Scream. Da, 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 da. It is indeed. We saw Scream. That should be Scream 5. <laughs> but it's not. We it's saw scream. scream. And had we done any homework to prepare for this movie? Have we been re-watching anything to get ready? Yes, we went through the Scream movies before this scream movie and guys i know i know hot take <laughs> no one's ever heard this before scream movies pretty good yeah yeah pretty good they're pretty good <laughs> yeah, they are they are actually i mean i i say i obviously i was saying that sarcastically but i was a little surprised at how good they were like even like the sequels like i assume scream is obviously like a it's the 90s like it's not a modern classic anymore it's just a classic um ouch that really hurts and probably is true <laughs> um, and the other sequel the sequels are surprisingly not awful yeah 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 um, ha- how much built up had this series been for you had you seen any of them before I had not seen any of them before no did I build up Scream too much I don't think enough? I don't think so I mean has had society because we live in one uh, no I, I don't I honestly don't think so I kind of knew they were supposed to be good but, like, I was still expecting them to be kind of, like, a little stupid and slashery. Gotcha. Yeah. 
Well, there was some slashing. Uh, well, awesome. So we are going to talk about these Scream movies. In chronological order. We're not going to pretend to do non-spoiler stuff. It's been, uh, I guess, a varying amount of years <laughs> for, for each of these movies. 25 but. years to 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so it, we're, we're just not going to do it. We're, we're big fans of this. So we're going to go through the Scream movies, and we're going to talk about them in the order in which they came out and form an active together ranking. Boom. And at the end, once we've talked about, we'll, we'll have talked about the new movie. Yes, we And will. we'll have a collaborative Owl Song Culture ranking of the Scream movies. The definitive the collaborative F. ranking. Yes. <laughs> the Owl Song Culture No one else movies. is allowed to have another opinion. No. If they do, it would not be definitive. That's true. Because ours is definitive. <laughs> All right, Scream 1. What year, so what year did that come out? It was 90s, right? It was 1996. 1996. The first Scream called the Atlanta Scream. Olympics. Yes, big year for Atlanta. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> a year after the murder of her mother, a teenage girl is terrorized by a new killer who targets the girl and her friends by using horror films as a part of a deadly game. Boom. Uh, I'm going to let you start with this. you want to describe your first viewing of Scream in the 1990s, the far-off time of it, the 90s? Exactly. Well, uh, I had heard about the movie through the town crier. I got in my horse and buggy, and we went down and saw it. I was a little bit late to the game because I was not a big horror movie person. I didn't, I've never seen Friday the 13th, Part 2, 3, 4, all that kind of stuff. I don't even see. I think I saw the first one. So I was late to the game on this, but I'd heard good things, and I think like almost everybody who saw it uh, was immediately blown away by that opening scene, uh, which I'm sure we will discuss some, and that could be kind of came a wonderful trope throughout the rest of the movies, and I'm sure we'll discuss that when we get to those. Uh, but yeah, that first scene blew me away. It was scary. It was fun. It was smart, and that's kind of how I feel about the whole movie, to be honest with you. Upon re-watching it in preparation for Scream 2022, it was not quite as good as I remembered. It was not quite as cinematic. It was not quite as, uh, yeah, high-brow quality cinema as I was remembering in my head. I know that sounds funny for us. Is it supposed to be? Well, I don't know that it's supposed to be, but that's kind of how I remembered it. And maybe I think my expectation was just so low going into it back in the day. That, you know, it became something a little bit bigger and better than it was. But for me on the rewatch, I still loved it. But it felt like, um, I felt like there were like shortcuts plot wise, story wise, not like in a, like a bad way as far as like this doesn't make sense. But it just got moving really quickly, which is not a bad thing necessarily. But it kind of felt, you know, it felt, cause some of the part of it felt rushed. Or maybe I invented scenes linking scenes but they weren't actually there so like i felt like we we things got cut to the chase very quickly but that was fantastic uh the actors are so well cast oh yeah to me they're dynamic the and i don't have the names in front of me i think you might um but you know the two boys and the two girls kind of couple there within the 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 film horror movie nerd guy like that whole group of five were pretty great and the way they played off each other was pretty awesome. Yeah, I 
I, I thought this movie was really good. I the opening scene is an an ingrained part of pop culture. I was not disappointed by it. I was like, oh yeah, this is as good as people say it is, and I think that applied to the whole movie. Nice. The movie was clever. It just looked good. Obviously directed by Wes Craven, and the the, the acting. I I was not. I, w- I was surprised that like that the acting was the standout thing about the movie for me. Um, it like every line is like delivered, so well there are like, and though they are like filling kind of cliches. I mean, self-aware about the cliches, but they they felt like real people within those kind of archetypes. I remember when I first saw it, and I thought same thing rewatching it. The scene with the five of them outside the school after the first, you know, murder and just kind of the rough housingness of their banter and like uh, the guy who plays Stu and like Matthew kind of, Lillard. Yes. And like picking up his girlfriend and kind of tossing her over the shoulder and like their interaction and talking and the slapping and the, you know, just kind of the frivolity all felt so like natural and good and like not fake at all. Like I legitimately believe that these folks have been hanging out for a few years and they were kind of dating and you know, that everybody was, you know, friends. Like I, I bought their relationships immediately and that's, that's hard to do. You yeah, know, fun is, to see. And, uh, we're, we're talking about acting the, the Drew Barrymore in the opening scene. It's just outstanding. She, she was great. And I had no, uh, opinion about her as an actor back then you know she was more of a celebrity figure for what you know her you know crazy childhood being a you know child movie star uh and with her you know parents and her acting lineage um so that was that was really fun and cool to see and she was i think she was great in that opening yeah i i mean the 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 claim to fame for Scream is the whole the 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 meta nature of it all, and the the rules, the being, and I don't want to say smarter than the genre because I think that's almost what's good about Scream is that it it doesn't seem to think it's smarter than the genre. It's that it's like well, like you never like it's the whole explaining the rules scene that doesn't feel like it's coming out of like a a place of cynicism about cliche i think it comes out of a of of, of a love for for slasher films and a love for horror films and you you obviously wouldn't be expecting uh west craven to be like yeah i i don't like slasher films no i I don't care for them (laughs) uh but i i that 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 was all as good as it says the the rules scene is so great Brings me so much joy. Love the the like the what's the scene the, the basement before that the 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 garage the garage kill. Oh, the garage kill is epic. He's like, "You gonna try to kill me, Mister Ghostface?" Yeah, that's so good. Yeah, that's so good. And I, I think going back to what you were saying earlier, I think it does have one foot in both sides of like it's kind of sending up mocking in a loving way, but not a cynical way. You know, one foot in the, we're going to make fun of the tropes. And the secondly, we're going to also do those tropes and do them even better. Uh, so I think that's kind of where it struck the balance for for a lot of people, I think. And for me, at least. Because I would also, like, when Sydney Prescott first says um, in her first phone call, like, 
Uh, why? Because it's a blonde with big tits who can't act, who's always like running up the stairs when she'd be going outside. Like when that line came, I was like, oh, okay, we're this. That's that kind of brought me back into like we are definitely doing something different and cool here. And then, well, the the best part of that, and to then add on to that, <laughs> is that. Because of what the killer does, she ends up not being able to go out the door and has to go, <laughs> to up go upstairs. upstairs. Exactly. I think that is like part is, of what is so good about Scream is it's just like constantly outdoing itself with cleverness. That's the that kind of encapsulates the uh, the fun of the movie like right there to me. And almost with these all the Scream movies, they feel. And I'm not saying they're like not horror movies because they obviously are, and they are, I guess. Slashers. Scary and s- slashers and scary in some parts, but like, I'm, I think of this franchise more as fun than I do as like horror. Yeah, well, I think that might be a little bit to our preconceptions of horror because I think horror movies are generally fun. You know, at least back in the day, that was kind of part of what you did is to kind of exercise those demons and get that scared feeling out. But you're always scared, and then what do you do? Like, you turn to the person you're with and you laugh. You know, uh, like, oh, my God, that was so scary. Did you see what happened? And, it, it, and does that come from, and we'll get into this later with the newer one, the whole elevated horror stuff? Is that, like, hereditary is not fun. Yeah, we don't look at we would. I and remember when we saw that, we looked at each other, and we were not smiling. Or we were like, oh, my gosh. Uh, uh, what are we? Why, do, why would we <laughs> exactly, do this? Exactly, why do we do this? Do you know how late it is right now? <laughs> why are right. we watching this movie? And the doors don't lock anymore, and now we've got to uh, invited all these strangers in. No. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was legitimately scary. But I think like the window, like the, when you think of the Halloween or the slasher movies, you think of groups of teenagers in them and watching them and having a having a good time also while being also scared. And this was scary, and it was inventive. Like it was smart. Like the the thirty second delay with the camera, the Gale Weathers plants into the house, and then the screen that watches it. That was a great suspense and tension builder because you knew what you were seeing inside the reporter's van was 30 second delayed and they played up on that so well like things like that were really really brilliant i thought i think another thing the movie weirdly has some restraint and it's funness like we have uh what's his name the 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 kind of expert randy yeah who's like don't look behind look behind you jamie while like while Ghostface is behind him, yeah, but they don't kill him. Then Ghostface walks out the door, right? Like it, it's not like he's gotten now, and I feel like that would be a, a less smart way to do it. Yeah, I agree. Though that's an excellent choice, and you know, and the Henry Winkler's role in this I thought was great. It was great to see him, uh, you know, on stage and alive. I mean, on screen. That whole whole segment I thought was good. It was really good. It talks a lot about, uh, you know, fun social issues too. You know, just about the um, you know callousness of teenagers. It can be, you know, and that was involved. Uh, you know, premarital sex. Like, there's other stuff going on, but yeah, none of it's preachy. And I feel like a almost big thing in this franchise is like sexual guilt. I think three, which we had differing opinions on delves into that a little bit more but like oh, there's some like gross about billy the fact that like th- they do not punish sydney for having sex with billy is i i imagine not being well versed in like horror history would be something that was innovative for the time yeah it, it might have been 
Uh, how did you feel? Did you know, like the, and we're, we said we're going to do spoilers, but I'm saying a spoiler anyways. Did you know, like, who had done it while you were watching the film? Were you able to escape that at all? I can't see how you could have, but. I did not. I did not know. Okay. So, how I, did you I, feel well, when we, it was we are talking about it as, like, it is a part of pop culture? The, 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 the screen movies are not as big as they, they used to be. Yeah. Um, I, but no, I was I was happy with that uh, reveal, and we'll talk about that with some of my my things I don't like with some of these later movies. But that was a cool motive, like yeah. it, it made sense, like and it was the clues were kind of out there. I mean, and we talked about with the guilt, and the, the kind of like Sydney not feeling guilty about her mother being kind of a big part of it. How like well, she didn't know about her mother. I mean, she didn't feel guilty because she was she didn't she everybody knew she was you know promiscuous except for sydney is that true yeah are like you, she thought her mother are was you sure yeah i'm positive i thought that was like a thing no like people knew about well people did but she didn't ah but like billy and stew like slut shaming her mom is is something i like about this these i think what's good about the villains in these movies are good about some of the villains in these movies is that their motivations are, you know, pretty simple. Yeah. Pretty just like I have mommy issues and I'm good. I'm a serial killer now. And Stu's just like peer pressure. It's fun. Yeah. I, that, I mean, I think that was more of a joke on his part, but well, that was a cool, yeah, exactly. He's like, it's just like whatever peer pressure. Uh, but the cool thing about that is one of them, you know, the probably the more, I don't know, evil one, the more ringleader one, the alpha of those two, uh, you know, he had a very clear motivation and you could tell with a cool moment that Stu, not only did he not have a great motivation like that, he also did not know about Billy Loomis's truthful, personal reason while he was doing this. Like that was news to him. That was a reveal. And that was a cool choice also. Yeah, and another thing is this is a rare kind of slasher franchise that follows the the victims, the one that it follows like a lead killer. Like both Billy and Stu Billy and Stu die. And in the, some one of the like great parts of the finalist movie is when Sydney like is allowed to not just like run away from the killer and get away, not she she beats them. She kills them and like gets the upper hand. Yeah. That is great. Re on the rewatch, it was interesting to me how, and I think that actually in the Scream twenty twenty two, we'll get to that. But they do say when they're talking about this, these films, you know, they're horror, they're slasher, and they're mysteries. Like you, you are actively it's an active mystery. You are trying to find out who is the killer, and that's different than you know, kind of a lot of the slasher films, I believe. Um, but on the rewatch, the clues were there. Like there's a scene in the hallway at the high school. Like after Billy Loomis is, has he's been uh, arrested, but he's now you know he's got the alibi he's out and they have that scene he mentions you know I think Sidney Prescott's like you know well, it's been a year since my mom blah 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 and he's like yeah well it's been a year since my dad you know like it's out there like it's it, it's not a they are doing what's called fair play like if you're reading a mystery you know you want fair play and and they do fair play like the clues are out there. Uh, to be seen and on the second viewing you can see him easily but of course on the first viewing it's surprising but inevitable which is what we always want right yeah um what else did you like about the movie 
I think we've covered a lot of you know we haven't talked about uh Gale and Dewey. Gale and Dewey. Gale and Dewey are great. Gale, I, I prefer Gale to Dewey. I don't know. There's something. It seems especially with like the fifth movie, like I guess the movies themselves are reading Dewey a different way. Like part of what I liked about Dewey is he doesn't seem that good at his job. I mean, he le- <laughs> seems actively bad. He seems actively <laughs> bad at his job, and that I, I was almost part of why I like Dewey so much in that first movie. Yeah, he plays the bumbling Barney Fife character, like you know the Barney Fife, you know Barney Fife from Andy Griffith. Yeah. Like he plays that archetype incredibly well, and he just wants respect. And can I keep going? There's a there's a moment outside a police station where he's talking to the police chief, who's like smoking a cigarette, you know, and bringing it up to his mouth and bringing it down, and they're having this intimate conversation. They're really close. And Dewey has like an ice cream cone, and he's doing the same thing with the ice cream cone. I never noticed that, and that's hilarious. It's so good. This it's so Kevin Williamson writes most of these movies. Uh so so good. So it's really clever and fun. I I I don't think it's this is obviously was going to be our number one on our ranking. Yeah, yeah, it really it really is. Like it it lived up. Uh, I'm glad it lived up to your expectations. It lived up to mine as far as rewatching, and I get why it's a classic. Yeah, um, I shouldn't say the the movies that I read Dewey differently because the movies also portray Dewey as the kind of klutz. Not really a klutz, but. The, the Barney Fife. Yeah, but he grows. Like, his character, he, he may be not a great cop, but he uh, he does show courage at times, and he does, like, put himself out there. Uh, it's like, you know, he's got some redemption moments, you know, I think in all the films, probably. And Gale is fun. Gale is fun. What a great character to have, you know, because that, you don't watch daytime TV and never have, never will. But back in my day, uh, daytime TV was a huge deal. Like, I didn't really watch it that much, but, like, people did and people talked about it. Like, it was a very active thing. So having a Gail Weathers-type reporter in a movie like this was very of its time and needed, you know, because you, you, we still have some of those schlock TV shows going on, but they're just not a big deal culturally anymore. But at the now, time, they were. We haven't even mentioned Cotton Weary. The cotton weird of it all, because I, I I really liked, and another thing that's so clever about this movie is that Gail Gail's right that Cotton's innocent. Yeah, like it's not like there'd be there's there's multiple layers to this. Like she easily could have been like a like a one layer character who probably wouldn't come back for for four more movies. Uh but like she, I, I don't know. I really applauded the movie when like oh 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 she was right. The like. Like the goss, the dumb gossip reporter is like correct. Yeah, exactly, she was actually <laughs> she right makes on it. The right observation, and they handled that. They got out the information very well, like with the newscasts and commercials and like voiceovers, kind of things like that, and scene transitions. You know, you know, they you know let us know that Cotton Weary was you know convicted solely on you know her testimony. So yeah, I think the whole movie is just really good. Very good. Very good. All right, now, flash forward to less than a year later. It's 1997 and Scream 2. Did you watch Scream 2 when it came out? I don't remember. I would guess not. Yeah, I just honestly have no idea. I remember, what year did it come out? 1997. Okay, I was definitely living in Atlanta, and they had a bunch of um, 
because it was filmed at Agnes Scott College, kind of just down the road from us, uh, there was a ton of like you know promotional articles and things like that in the AJC and stuff like that. So I probably didn't see it opening weekend, but I probably saw it at a theater and probably fairly 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 soon. Okay. Um. So now Sydney's in college, right? Yeah. Two years after the first series of murders, as Sydney acclimates to college life. Someone donning the ghost face costume begins a new strings of killings. I'm going to let you start this off because you like this movie, I think, significantly more than I do. Well, I, I wish you wouldn't do that, but <laughs> <laughs> I'll do the best I can. And uh, and maybe I, 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 I feel like I need to see it again. But, yeah, I enjoyed this movie. And that's how I would kind of put all of them after the first one. You know, I just enjoy the tropes and want to be with the folks. Um so yeah, they're in college now. Sydney's got a boyfriend. You know, he's he seems to be good, but maybe he's not. Uh, they're in college. There's sorority stuff going on. There's fraternity stuff going on. Sydney is an actor, and she's in a play. And the play is really funly, funly, good word, is really uh, staged in a fun way. And it's like a, this, you know, this, this is a Greek chorus and these scary masks. And there's a lot of lot of elements they play with here, which I thought was really good and fun. Uh, Gail Weathers is back. She's got a new uh, reporter, I mean, a new cameraman. Uh, and again, it's self-aware, and things are happening. And there's a great interplay between, say, the you know the national uh, reporter Gail Weathers and a local reporter uh, who's kind of just starting off or looks like that or like a second career for a mom kind of deal. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was fun. It wasn't as good as the first one, nearly, but it was fun. And we got Leo Schreiber now. We got to see Cotton. Yeah, well, actually, Leo Schreiber was Cotton in the first one too. I think, but he, I didn't remember him actually making an appearance in the first one. But maybe he would made a small one. IMDb says he was there. Yeah, I think probably just like TV coverage. Like I don't think he was ever like in it, in it. Yeah. Yeah, but he's an act, he's an I, active I, I character. Felt, in I felt this. the need to correct you that it was technically Leo Schreiber's body that appears <laughs> for a second. The teenagers need to correct the dad. Yep. Um, so, but in this one, like, and he's got a nice, like, arc. Like, he, you know, he's, he legitimately wronged in this situation and now is trying to get his life back. I, I will, this is our first, I guess I'm just going to take the position of, of, I don't like this movie, but I do. I do like this movie. I just don't like it as much as you do. I would argue that one of the things I don't like is that Cotton does not have an arc in my mind. He's the same as he is at the beginning of the end, and it doesn't. That's why the ending doesn't feel as impactful, at least as the first one is, because it's like it's almost seen as a, as a joke thing. It's like, oh, our main characters get to survive because Cotton wants an interview with Diane Sawyer. That bothered me. Yeah, he doesn't really have an arc. You're right, but he does have all of his actions are justified, and he's got a strong goal and he's got motivation. Are his I actions? don't think he. I don't think he changes. Does he? Does he change at all towards and, the end? And are his actions justified? Like he was going to join Mrs. Loomis before, like before Sydney was like, "Yeah, sure, you can get an interview with Diane Sawyer." And he's like, "Okay, then I'll stop these mur- this murderer." I don't think he was really going to do that, but maybe I'm just wrong on that. The fact that he would even play that situation to his gain is is. Yeah, I kind of. I was. I. I. I still barely remember that part of it I guess I guess what I'm referring to is the fact that he was upset that Gail Weathers had not told Sydney he was going to be there 
that's you know sitting out surprised on that interview and that appearance, and he was upset about that because that's not like the way you know to handle this to actually get that Diane Sawyer thing. But his him wanting her to help him like get some publicity and get on his feet it seemed totally legit to me. Oh yeah, I, I do think his motivation. So but yeah, I don't that. remember. Yeah, that last part I guess was supposed to be fun and dangerous, but maybe it just wasn't either. Yeah, can I? Most of my faults with this movie were, were kind of, I guess, going in all kinds of places. <laughs> no, no order. Um, we talked about the the reveal of Billy as something that there are, like, someone could figure out. I don't think that's there in this one. It's not surprising, but inevitable. It's just surprising. It's like, oh, this random woman is Mrs. Loomis. It's like, okay. Yeah, I I think you're uh, you're I might need to watch it again looking for those clues, but I think you're right. I don't nothing nothing dinged to my bell as far as being like, "Oh, and there's our little hint where the audience can figure it out there there there." I think you're right. It was just kind of very much out of the blue, which is not fair play and is not fun in a mystery. And I mean, there is the second killer who kind of has clues, but like 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 one college scene, like that's it's not fun to try to figure out who it is in this movie because it doesn't matter because like it does it doesn't seem like a, a actual like thing it just seems like okay the movie's over and you have to you have to tell us who these people are and it's not anybody or or involves anything that the audience has actually been told to be invested in I, I I cannot disagree with that. I think that's great. I think you're right. And that is a big drawback to this movie compared to the first one, that's for sure. And I just do just doing a, like a, the world's tiniest amount of research. This may be due to the fact that uh for this one it was actually leaked who the killers were, so they had to change it up. Wait, what? Yeah, during rewrites it was leaked who the actual killers were. Oh, man, well, that matters a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that's well well that's interesting i had never heard that uh do you does it say who the original killers were i i didn't see you probably could find it somewhere <laughs> <laughs> go do your research dad do your own research <laughs> yeah, you can probably find it once you uh once you check out that computer right next to you and uh, do the work there dad <laughs> it's called google <laughs> I don't know who did Google kill or whatever. Uh, so that's fascinating, and that explains a lot, actually, if that is indeed true and the reason why. Because it is. It did feel very much like, oh, shit, I guess it's going to. Okay, you. You're the killer. You know, we have the small tie. Uh, the cool thing. No. Never mind. I was completely wrong about what I was going to say. Um, so, yes, this is not as good of a movie. I still had fun. I still enjoyed it. And the ending is not all that this movie is. I mean, that's the the part that bothers me. But I think with the rest of the movie, there there are fun moments. Are are some of our returning characters are have interesting stuff. Gale and Dewey is fun. Uh, our guy from the first movie, our our nerd guy from the first movie, dies. So then I, I I enjoyed his involvement. And I was surprised that happened. That caught me. I was that caught me off guard. I was not expecting that. Yeah, but the, these new cast of characters, doesn't they didn't interest me. No, the guy who played the boy from the love interest just kind of, to me, in this film, 
his character is very vanilla, very boring. Uh, didn't really, they didn't seem to have any kind of chemistry either. That whole scene where he's standing up in the cafeteria singing the song was just painful to watch. Uh, yeah, I kind of, you know, the more I talk about this, the more I don't like this movie. I mean, I still enjoyed it. I had fun, but like it's changing some rankings in my head now. Uh, the whole, you know, things takes place in the theater. Obviously, there's like knives in that production or like pointy things that look like knives. So then when the killer comes, there is a knife where she thinks she sees that. Like no no director would ever have his star who with her history and now a killer on the loose, like go rehearse that. I, that bothered me. I liked his little speech a little bit before that. Uh, some of the theater stuff, you know, they had like, you know, the part of the walls, like these stone kind of wall things fall down on a character. And they, they had it both ways. Cause like, you know, that's not real stone. You know, you make that stuff out of, uh, like this kind of um, styrofoamy kind of thing that you spray paint and the actor has to like sell that it's heavy, you know, using like kind of mime techniques. And, but that they actually had it like hold somebody down because you had basically had styrofoam all over them. They're like, Oh, I can't get up, you know? <laughs> like, so that was a little weird. There was, there was many things like that. Uh, is this the scream that had the, Kind of soundproof booth. Yes. I thought that ex- that segment was excellent. The Gale and Dewey parts of this are probably the best parts of the movie. That is a really uh, fun and entertaining sequence. And Courtney Cox looked gorgeous in this movie. Yes. Like her eyes looked spectacularly like bright and shiny and colorful. I don't know what kind of weird thing they did in post or whatever. I don't know. But it like it, that. Yeah, she's beautiful. That, that, that's what's important. And that's important. <laughs> we're, we're at the, guys, you didn't know this, but we're actually ranking the movies about how hot Courtney, Courtney Cox looks in, in the movies. <laughs> we're, we're tracking the progression. <laughs> we're awful. Uh, I think it's just me that's awful. <laughs> you seem to be pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I think the I think the, the the takeaway from this movie is that, like, still fun, just, like, not as... Like the meta, the met, the referential stuff. I can't even think of all that much meta stuff in this. Surely he went on about sequels. I know, I, you know the. I mean, he did. There's a scene that I like with Dewey, and uh, I can't remember the nerd guy's name to save yeah, my me life. Me neither. Anyway, so that guy. Oh, uh, so I think there is some stuff in that, but like not as much as you would hope. Like I feel like the meta stuff in the first scream was kind of like. A, a part of the movie like visually like it wasn't like we're talking about horror like they were they were doing stuff like passively and i don't think there was a mu- much of that here yeah i i think i'd agree with that uh yeah so yeah some of the sequences were this was the one where the car too the guy he's uh somebody's like passed out in the car wreck and the girls are in the back seat and they got to climb over him yeah that that took me out a little bit. That was that felt a little. I don't know. I liked that. Oh good. I'm I like that she goes back to unmask him. Oh yeah, and then hits the horn. Yeah, that is that was a good moment because that's you totally would do that. Uh, so yeah, so all right, pretty good movie. Do you want to guess the actress who's in the opening sequence of this gets killed? Her her and her boyfriend. 
Oh, I, I don't even remember that scene. Well, tell me about it. It's the opening scene, which is uh, it's pretty clever, but obviously not as good as the first one. Uh, they're at a screening of the first stab. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. That was crazy. That was a cool scene. Um, the idea was cool, at least. Yeah, uh, I thought it was executed. Was that well. Jada Pinkett Smith? That was. Yeah. Um, that, that was executed well. That was pretty cool. And I love the fact that there is, you know, they're doing stab movies, you know. I thought that was a cool choice. You know, you get really meta on that level on it. Yeah, and it's almost weird in this case. I'm going to go back to the ending where, like, our our Ghostface Jr. has, like, a more fun, a more interesting backstory than our main killer. Yeah, remind me his deal. Uh, I don't know, something to do with, like, blaming movies on people killing it wasn't that great but it's like better (laughs) it's better than like revenge but like yeah the villains are not uh are not satisfying in this movie yeah and and again if what you said is 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 accurate um makes sense why all right so obviously less than one less than one is where we are all right scream three tell us about it Scream 3, this is the one that, uh, I'd say most, this is the least popular, generally. Yeah, Kevin Williamson did not write this one, right? That is correct, but Wes Craven did direct it. Okay. While Sydney and her friends visit the Hollywood set of Stab 3, the third film based on the Woodsboro murders, another ghost face killer rises to terrorize them. Yeah. <laughs> that is what the movie's about. <laughs> that is what, so uh, this one got super meta, right? Yeah, I I'll lead on this one because uh, I like this movie more than you do. I may be the the rare person who likes this movie. Um, its meta ness was obviously more direct, but I think was a lot more fun. This is this is one where the kind of funness of it kind of shines through. But it's not afraid to like get into more serious topics. I mean, I was really, I was really kind of shocked that they were delving in with like the. I guess this is pre pre Weinstein or pre knowing about Weinstein, the kind of the Weinstein ness of it all with that horror producer and the horror director and the whole like taking responsibility and not going back to like not blaming Maureen. Prescott, uh, it's something I really liked. Yeah, I did too. They got into just the whole ickiness of Hollywood, and and, and really directly, <laughs> you know, it wasn't even um, like beating around the bush, so to speak. It was just, you know, this is these the kind of parties and things that went on. And his attitude when 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 confronted was just like, eh, she was young, she knew what the deal was, yeah, you know. And I could completely see that being the attitude. Yeah. Um. It's, I yeah, I think the funness is what I remember from this. And I think the character, our new characters are more interesting. They're probably a little more one-dimensional than the ones in 1 and 2. But I think they kind of fill that with more fun moments. I like that they're interacting with the actor versions of themselves. And one of the meta-commentary things I like is, like, the, the set of the movie they're on is, like, a return to Woodsboro type thing, which is such, like, a finale move. And we should mention that this movie was intended to be the finale. 
Oh, was it really? Before they went back for more. Uh, I loved Parker Posey and Gail Weathers together. Yeah, that was Like, great. I thought that was very, very fun. And I think that's that's most of what I, I like about this movie. There's some moments near the ending with, like, the bulletproof vests and the cops, and it's all a little confusing. And we're like... Oh, yeah, we that have... guy's in this. Patrick, Demps- Patrick Dempsey? Yeah. He's in this. It's like when, like, everybody's in the house, it's... Uh, it's a little bothersome where you're like, why? And everyone's moving anywhere. Like, I feel like it didn't feel natural, like getting them to go different places. Yeah. It felt like, oh, oh, we're we're not as close to ending the movie as I thought we were. Got to move them around. I've got, it felt boring a little near the end. But I, I like the direct end of the, the confrontation between Roman, the, the director. I wonder if that's that's Roman a Roman Polanski thing. Oh wow, it's got to be right. Yeah, you. you think it absolutely so, you has think to be. So. You can't name you can't name a film director Roman and not have an idea of that. Yeah. So yeah, that's part of that. Nice, nice pickup. Um, and uh, and uh, <laughs> Sydney. Um, <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> this uh, is the one where she's doing like the remote work. Yeah, like for, counseling for a, women, for abused women. Yeah. yeah, which I bought and was good. Yeah, I. Yeah, I thought that. that I, I kind of like, want to see like this again. Thing. This is more. I think this is better than two. Yeah, it is. It's it's fun. Two. It's a lot of fun. I was expecting. I was expecting some of the fun of this podcast was going to be uh, <laughs> yeah, two versus three, but I guess you're you're conceding that three is is better than two. Well, I think you're just you're just making two sides of arguments. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, a lot of this was fun. The tone was different. It felt it. The tone was just it felt lighter. We have the uh, very cool have like the the film nerd sister comes in right. Oh yeah, and that, I like <laughs> and that. has the I like tape. that final the 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 posthumous like thing <laughs> the meta him. lecture. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. I thought that was great, and that was some poignant moments there. Um, yeah, this was fun. I did not, you know, the Carrie uh, Fisher cameo. Didn't do anything for or oh. really for me. Oh, or and I'm me. forgetting that like uh, Jay and Silent Bob show up for a second. That's <laughs> yeah, embarrassing. That was, it was very. And I've, some of the parts in these movies are dated, but I yeah. think that's almost part of the charm. It made me. We'll get into this later, but it made me smile on the new one when they made references that'll be dated in ten years. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, keep it up. Right, exactly. Um, this was a lot of fun. The tone was very different, but honestly, with. The way we did them, we didn't watch them back to back to back, but we watched them all within a fairly you know short time thing. We watched one, two, three back to back, not in the same day. Oh no, no. Um, like by the time we got to three, like I was kind of ready for like a fun one, you know. And it, this one, this one was that. I think three is kind of a good encapsulation of the franchise with the kind of meta stuff and the fun stuff and the more like actual dramatic commentary elements. I mean, obviously, one is the best, and I guess I don't want to say like all the movies following are trying to get back to one, but it 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 it's three. I feel like would be a good example of all the the moments in this franchise, good and bad. Yeah, all right, I'll agree with that. Yeah, that kind of makes sense to me. Uh, this definitely is a representative of where the the franchise seemed to want to go. That's you true. Know, uh, Though I think we all prefer one, you know. Oh, absolutely. 
So are we putting three over two? I am, yeah. I was actually I'm convinced. ready. Before we got on this podcast, I was ready to seed and then put say, let you say that two is better than three. I don't think just it is Just because three is just like one of the most hated. Well, what really got me, uh, puts me over the top on that, on, on ranking three ahead of two, is the fact that you're right. There really was no fair play involved in the killers and who they were. Like there were no... Nothing to let us to give the audience a hint, you know, the, and have a chance to really figure it out. And that, that's, that matters. And the not, ending was long. There's not a lot of fair play in three, though. No, there's really not a lot in three either. It was just fun. I liked it. No. It was goofy fun. All right. Three is over two. And obviously below one. Yep. Yep. Far below. Now we're getting to Scream 4. They weren't satisfied with not making money off of the Scream movies. So 3 ended. What was the closing ending with 3? Where, you know, obviously... Oh, yeah, Dewey and Dewey and Gale married. Yeah, they had like a double date. <laughs> it's like gluing... Yeah. Oh, yeah, what's up? The cops there. Dewey, yeah, and like the cop, because he's, you know, Patrick Dempsey, you know, handsome stud. You know, so I guess he's there, too. Why? Yeah, what? So she ended up with him, right? What's up? Or no? Or is that four? No, she doesn't end up with... No. Okay. Pretend I didn't say that. Keep Wait, going. who's she? Nev. No, Nev. No. Yeah. No. Okay. Sorry. Keep going. <laughs> okay. Uh, scream four. Ten years have passed, and Sydney Prescott, who has put herself back together thanks in part to her writing, is visited by the ghost face killer. This is my least favorite. Out okay. of all of them. I, well, no. Is it my least favorite? I would say two is my least favorite. Maybe we'll find out after I'm we talk about it. more about it. <laughs> Maybe you'll, you'll, you'll change your mind like I did in the middle of mine. The first thing I noted about this movie, and I've heard like comments online about like a filter or something like that, but the movie feels, and I don't know the budgets, it feels cheaper huh. than the, the first three. And I... I have no basis for why that would be or am I just making that up I wonder if the first three were on film and this was on you know digital that might be that would make sense for the for the era um but we're introduced this is we we Sydney is going back to see her uh She's releasing a book, her right? Cousin? She's launching a book. Yeah, but she's also seeing her cousin. She's staying with her cousin for that then. Right, that, but that's why she's back in town is to launch the book, right? Yes. <laughs> seeing the cousin is secondary. What's the opening kill on this one? This is the cool one where it has the... Uh, we didn't even talk about the opening kill on three. Um, oh, we need to, like We're though. watching... They're watching... Like We think it's the opening, and then it reveals <gasps> oh, that they're watching yeah. like Stab. That the opening is really satisfying. Oh, was this the with the the spoiler, spoiler, spoiler? Uh, is this where the girl stabs the other girl? Yeah, at the very beginning. That was amazing. That was great. That was so good. Yeah, <laughs> that definitely had me. And that was one of the stab movies. Yes, that was excellent. Yeah, the, the, I did not see that coming at all, and that was so fun. Yeah, it was very fun. So we should also, I know we're going to rank the movies, I know we are ranking the movies, we should rank the opening kills too. That's true. We should, definitely. So we'll go at the end, we'll go back and make sure we got this. Want to rank villains too at the end? 
Yeah, sure. I like villains. Um, this a lot. The meta commentary stuff. This is not worse than two. The meta commentary <laughs> stuff is here. It's still fun, and it's a totally. It's talking about the era of like reboots. I mean, we're still in it, but like the only type of movies that get greenlit anymore. Uh, <laughs> or only type of horror movies that get greenlit anymore. Uh, so there's that stuff still there. It makes an effort to be fun. I just think this is the first movie where I, maybe the only, I guess the only one, where I felt it drifting away from parody to just like doing the bad thing. <laughs> right. They were not commenting on the bad thing as much as just exhibiting it. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I can see There's that. a fun interaction between the cop characters in the movie, one of which played by Anthony Anderson. Everybody's in this film. Yeah, that's true. We'll talk about that in a little well, bit. Actually, I guess more than Kristen Bell's in this film. Allison Brie. Allison Brie, Allison Brie, Allison Brie, Kristen Bell, uh, Anthony Edwards. Anderson. Anderson. Golly, I always get him confused because Anthony Edwards is a Revenge of the Nerds guy. And on ER. Um, who else? There's like, there's more. I mean, like, there's, oh, yeah, Hayden Panettiere. Kirby. Kirby's yeah. great. She played Kirby. Emma Roberts. Um, <coughs> all these names, you know, that are kind of continued to be a big deal. Lucy Hale. Yeah, Lucy Hale. So, so, so yeah, so that. So that that was fun to <laughs> that see. That was all fun of them. to see. That. Alice and Brie, fun to see. Because I definitely, I had never seen this one. Yeah. I don't think most of you had. Yeah. <laughs> I was shocked that it existed. Uh, so yeah, the the fun stuff's still there, but there's some like stuff that's maybe a little annoying about like modern like, schlocky horror. Is there's the whole like, like the Bruce Willis joke and the whole like get that SOB. Like that that stuff is annoying to me and it feels like I think I blocked that out. That stuff that I don't think is in the first three movies where it felt like felt like they're like all right let's pause a second for the audience to laugh and uh we're getting back here tagline yeah. like that's what that it felt like joke jokes that feel out of place and i don't think the jokes in one two three four uh, one two three or five feel that way actually there's some stuff in five but four is when it's at its worst yeah i agree i agree with that 100 <laughs> percent. that makes a lot of sense um I do not like very much some of the characters <laughs> in these movies. Or this movie. Tell me. Tell me which or ones. Or the ending. The loser characters are replacement for the nerd guys in one, two, three. And I know they're not supposed to be likable, but like they're not fun. They're not fun. <laughs> right. They have one the the stab movie marathon makes no sense time wise. Eight movies. And one night, you're, yeah, it's going to be we, the next day. We always like to do that. Yeah. And, like, it seems like they're watching the first movie. This is, like, getting Johnny Plot Hole here. <laughs> they're watching the first movie when Ghostface attacks. And when they get back to the house, it's like, that's Kirby's house. And they're like, all right, I'm gonna, we're going to finish it off and put on eight. I'm like, where are you like, watching? Well, you also watching Doctor Who because you're time traveling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly it. Um, or the loser character actually ends up being a killer kind of annoyed me the most, especially the whole like Kirby and him thing. It's like, no, there's no way, right? No way. You're not, you know, that's not happening. 
the, the, the chemistry just wasn't there. No. It like, was I, I buy it more at the beginning when she was just, like, playing with him. Yeah. And, yeah. like, he's, like, she's totally into me. I'm like, no, no, he's not. And she shouldn't be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one, you're a serial killer. And two, <laughs> <laughs> um, but that did not feel natural when they were, uh, uh, like, trying to give them a moment so it's actually, like, a reveal when he turns out to be the evil guy that I was not fooled. Uh, the whole the whole motivation for the cousin villain, which was, like, a little, was a little shock. Actually, it was, wasn't really. That, it wasn't that shocking. But it was, I guess it, like, drifts its way in to surprising but inevitable. Right. Uh, the motivation sucked. <laughs> that, 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 the ending of this movie is awful. And there was a speechy thing. It got speechy, right? Yeah, where it's like, me and my generation, we're going for the fame, the likes and the clicks and the social medias. Yeah, it's that's... just so bothersome. That was eye-rolly, and I'm sure it was eye-rolly at the time as well. You know, yeah, that's where we're, yeah, that I know. Right, Kevin right. Williamson, back to writing this movie, Wes, and- uh, Wes Anderson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the, I forgot to mention all these movies. Wes are. Anderson and Anthony Edwards together again in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, no, no. Wes Craven directing this. It, it felt like uh, the person writing it was 90 years old. Yeah. Well, I think it goes on. Yeah. That, that was, okay, this was just bad, this part. But. In the next one, and maybe one of the earlier ones, like if, if they just cut off the little monologue, like two sentences earlier, it would be less annoying and, and able to be handled, I think. But this one, even even this was just made worse. This was bad, and then made worse by the fact that it just went on two extra sentences. And the, the house stuff was a little fun of like her like injuring herself to like make it work. But then the, the hospital stuff is so annoying. Oh my god. And the, like the defibrillator? Yeah, the gun that stuff. That was awful. Like clear. Yeah. That's so... That doesn't belong here. That, that's another one where it feels like... They're not commenting like on, on a giving bad movie. They're to, just being a bad movie. Yeah, they're giving... They're like feeding the audience you know, in a way that doesn't feel natural. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. Um... Yeah, 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 yeah. There's. I'm trying to think of some more redeeming things about this movie. I mean, again, I did enjoy it. I did have fun, um, but not a lot of fun. <laughs> no, <laughs> not a lot of fun. Uh, anything else we want to say? This where are you putting this? I think I know where you're putting it, but but yeah, with four or two, know. what do you think? With, I don't know. I four is worse than two. I yeah, four is worse than four is worse than I, two. Four is more fun than two. I think so there are good moments here. Like the meta, the meta commentary stuff is there more than it is on two. I think. Yeah. And like, there's some cool. The, the set, the some of the set pieces are kind of fun. Yeah. You know, what we didn't like, talk about on um, three. <laughs> I just want to go back and for two seconds. Yeah. I enjoyed when when she's on set the film of her house and like playing with the tropes of like you know when they build a set for a movie, it's not a real house. You know, they don't build everything. They just build the stuff they need to film. So when people were all like almost falling out of the door and thing like that. Yeah, okay. That was, that that was cool. Good. Sorry. I'm going to go back. <laughs> uh, and I guess I like the new people besides our villain. Uh, and I guess the yeah, besides our villains. The Alison Brie uh, 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 relationship with uh, Sidney Prescott, that was fun. 
and enjoyable. That was dynamic and interesting and fun, right? Yeah. Um, who else did you like? Uh, the cops were cool besides the Bruce Willis stuff. Uh, I, don't know, I guess, I don't know, is there more there more characters to list? Yeah, that's about it, yeah. That's the one. Oh, uh, the, the lady that appears in the new one, too. The new cop. And do we do? Oh, yeah. We, we keep forgetting to mention. We feel like we're overlooking Dewey and Gale. So yeah, Dewey and Gale as a couple. That was kind of cool. And the, the the tension between the the deputy and, and the, that love triangle kind of thing. Dewey kind of pissed me off from that. Yeah. Like, dude, like, it's your wife. It's Gale Weathers, too, your wife. So, like. Well, I guess he's in the right. Like, don't let civilians interfere in cop stuff. Yeah, but he was being like he just didn't handle it well at all. Like no. there's a there's a way to do that and have it be okay. But plus, you know, he she's right. Like she did help him solve these things. You know? No, and I, I, I hey. Hey Dewey. <laughs> you're not good at your job. <laughs> you're not good at it. Right. You haven't been good at it. Gail has done more, feels like Gail's done more detective stuff than Dewey has. It's a miracle you were elected sheriff. <laughs> it is a miracle. So, yeah. Yeah. Pretty, uh, good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Okay, so where do you think you are right now with two and four? I, four is a worse move than two, I think. <laughs> do we need to... Uh... I mean, not for purposes of this podcast, however, but for our own lives, we should probably watch two and four again. No, we don't need to do that. <laughs> I, four, They're still on cable right now a lot, so we don't actually don't have to, you know, spend too much effort. We just have to leave it like on the sci-fi channel or something. Yeah. I, four is more fun than two, but like four is also has moments that are more actively bad than two. Right. I'm going to leave it up to you. Two or four. The highs are higher. The lows are lower. Um... Uh, we don't have to decide at the moment. Let's go on to the next movie. I, uh, I would prefer it. If <laughs> <laughs> so I would say uh, two over four. I I like that. But they're really close for me. They are. I don't know if we want to do ties. I might I might be talked into doing a tie for this one. No. So what are we lo- loser tying losers? Wusses. Sometimes. Hey, we like soccer. Betas. We like soccer. Soccer ties are fine. All right. The new Scream. Just called Scream. Why is that? Can we can we talk about it? Because they make a joke about it. They do make a good joke about it. I imagine it's playing on like Halloween and all the other what do they call it? Requels that are just the names of the first movie. That's right, requels. It's a term I had not heard, by the way. No, either have I. I think they might have made it up. Oh my gosh, they coined a term. That's crazy. Are we going to use it outside of this podcast? Probably not. I will every day. Wow. Your your haircut's looking requal re- today. <laughs> <laughs> All right, every other day. Fine. Um, 25 years after the original series of murders in Woodsboro, a new ghost face emerges, and Sidney Prescott must return to uncover the truth. Uh, this one... Spoilers, 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 spoilers. This is the only one I would feel bad about spoiling because, you know, it just came out. But I think we're going to do spoilers anyway, so just everybody be aware. Yes. Uh, This is directed by the duo of Matt Bettelini-Olpen and Tyler Gillette. uh, And it is written by James Vanderbilt of Zodiac and Amazing Spider-Man fame. 
uh, and Gary Busick. Uh, this, I'll just go ahead and say this is a, this is the best one since the original. Um, I I Damn. was really happy with how this movie turned out. There are some moments, there are some lulls, and some stuff where it applies to the thing I said about like forced comedy in the fourth one. But mostly, it's really fun, and I think it's it gets it more than some of the other sequels do. I agree that it gets it more. I uh, I found the beginning of this movie did not. I didn't. I don't know. I don't think I love most of this cast, like the the cast that is that is coming here. Oh, I'm I'm a big fan. I who did you like? I thought Jenna Ortega was fantastic. The opening sequence is great. This is also the best opening sequence since the original. No, I disagree with you there. Wow. Well, we we can discuss it at the end when we rank yeah. best oh rank opening sequences. But Jenna Ortega is fantastic. I like Melissa Barrera. Uh, I thought was she the younger sister? No, she's the older sister. Jenna Ortega is the younger sister. Okay. Which one's uh, the famous one? Are they both famous? They're both famous. All right. <laughs> You're not telling me what I'm, Where should I know these people from? Melissa I just Barrera, feel old and I don't know these people. Melissa Barrera is in the Heights. Jenna Ortega is like a ton of Netflix movies. And the older one is which one? Uh, the older one is Melissa Barrera. Who's in the Heights. Yes. Okay. Uh, uh, Jack Quaid. There's a lot of young younger stars in this. Dylan Minnette. Uh, no, we did not watch 13 Reasons Why, and we won't, but if you watch that, you should be familiar with Dylan Minnette. I might watch that. These people are in, in Netflix movies. Okay. Uh, they're they're young, young, young stars. Uh, becoming stars. Jack Quaid of The Boys. We love Jack Quaid. Dennis Quaid's son. We like him. Yeah, we're a big fan of Jack Quaid. We love The Boys, and he's great in The Boys, and he was he's great. Really, he's good in this. He I was really, very good in this. These... I guess we've kind of started almost all of them by going to the ending. <laughs> this is the first time since the first one where I found the ending, the killing of the killers, and the reveal of the killers to be wholly satisfying. Although I will say that uh, the secondary killer, um, what's this character, Amber? Yeah. This is, this is definitely secondary. I, uh, I did not enjoy Amber. No, she was almost until the very she's end. She's my least. She's my least did. favorite. And she was of the of the, the cast. villains of uh, the cast. Yeah, um, I just found her a little like annoying and not really that compelling. I just kind of wanted to punch her, but yeah. not like in a oh my gosh, she's so compelling. I can't help but punch her way. Just a uh, ugh, uh, go away off the screen. Yeah, like even before becoming like the villain, like she was just like nothing. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But our Jack Quaid guy was fun. Jack Quaid, so this is this one starts off a little different, right? So we've got the first killing is not a killing. No, it's a, it's an injury. Yeah, it's an injury, and and that's that's the so then the older sister comes to help, right? Comes to check on her sister. Yeah, and that's like there. I feel like they organically got everybody in Woodsboro. Yeah, I buy I bought all that. Yeah. That that I thought that worked uh, that I thought that worked really well actually. Uh, yeah, I think 
I enjoyed spending time with our newer cast, and almost I feel like the stuff with our our, our, our legacy characters is maybe almost even less interesting. I think. I I would say that I I kind of wished Gale and Dewey and Sydney maybe got a little bit more to do in this movie, but I was happy with uh, with Sam and uh, the Hicks and and Richie. I just thought so the thing I was praising the first one for with the camaraderie between the five, you know, young actors and this did not feel as authentic or close to me. Like none of the characters seemed really vibrant to me compared to those other ones and they're and, and as in a group they didn't seem that fun compared to the the first one. But that's again the first one's like really really good. I agreed with that. Like the 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 bar scene and the outside of the school scene, I didn't buy their camaraderie. But the whole the once Dewey gets involved and they do this movie's version of the whole "these are the rules" speech. Yeah, I kind of felt it then. I did feel it then too. I agree with that. Uh, really great sequences in this movie. People love the whole like lingering on the doors seeing the whole the stuff with the Hicks and the returning character from four. Uh oh the sheriff. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I thought that I thought that whole sequence was pretty cool. The hospital's pretty cool. There's some stuff I didn't like at the beginning with the whole like emotional scene of uh of like I'm sorry I didn't tell this to you earlier. Yeah. yeah. Like that I feel like it spent too much time in melodrama territory. Uh, what did you think about this related to that? What her possible psychosis, non psychosis? I at first I groaned when like <laughs> Billy Loomis when when hallucination Billy Loomis showed <laughs> yeah. up. But I loved at the end where she's like, I'm going psychopath on, on you. But the, 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 the line of like, don't mess with the psychopath's like daughter. Daughter. And yeah. That was stupid. There's still stuff, especially with like a, I still like the Babadook yeah, that's, line that are just groaners. That's the kind of thing that like the, like, that tells me you've they've gotten away from the parody and the meta, like in the good way and that they're now doing the cheesy one-liners at the end of things. You know, like, I hate that more than anything. Yeah. And everybody does. Why do they keep doing those? Yeah. Like it, do better. Yeah, don't have them. Don't you don't have to say a stupid line at the end. Like, you know, they don't. Have, you don't have to do that. I mean, people can just do things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna just spend a day doing that. <laughs> just everything. I'm gonna like close it out with a with a one liner at the end. <laughs> uh, we just did something together, and I gotta I gotta you know dab you a little. That's like playful commentary. <laughs> that might be a fun little skit. We're having make. fun. Uh, I was like, I'm, I'm sure say. it's been done though many yeah, times. Probably. Uh, what was what was I gonna say? Uh, you were talking about the cast and you liked the camaraderie, especially on the uh, the the explaining the rules thing for the the requel. This is where we learn about that. I thought that was fun and insightful and cool. Yeah, you know, elevated horror. I enjoyed that. We need to talk about the whole the Ryan Johnson of it all. The Ryan Johnson, and, uh, the, joke. what the like the, the the quartering critical drinker like <laughs> anti wokeness like YouTube stuff. All I loved that. That I, was that fun. was great. And this is the villain's motivations. 
they they meet the kind of like simple and stupid but like still makes sense part of it it's like sure they're like nerds who are too <laughs> invested and they met on reddit they met <laughs> they, they made on reddit or they meet on 4chan they met on actually, reddit actually you can't meet on 4chan probably they met on reddit i'm lucky enough to have never used 4chan and i don't plan on it yeah um good uh yeah, I think they met on Reddit, on the Stab subreddit. Yeah. So that's fun. We could feel what they're... We could, didn't take us long to figure what we were about, you know. Yeah. I liked the, I, li- I did like the moment the film was like, it's the me- the message board did it to me. <laughs> and then he's like, you died like a pussy. The change, it did a similar thing with two. Where like, and they kind of... It's almost like a prevailing theme, the Scream movies. It's like, no, they didn't do that to you. You did that to you. <laughs> right. Exactly. No one, no one is responsible for, for you running around killing people. Right, yes. Bad things happen to your, in your life. However, that does not justify you going and becoming a psycho killer like slasher. The, like the By internet. the way, we just lost our uh, four children's audience uh, thing <laughs> with your, uh, well, with your you, word. You, uh, <laughs> you said... Uh, the naughty word for breast at the beginning of the podcast oh pectoral yeah oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry so we already lost it good um yeah 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 so the, the meta stuff was fun the the 4chan the reddit stuff was fun i i really this this the funness was there and the horror element some of the stuff is scary the opening sequence is pretty terrifying so that's where when, I... When they have... Uh, is Roger Jackson the voice actor behind the voice? Yeah, that's Well, they have him like right. talking like a normal person beforehand and like luring more. Like he doesn't open with it. Like I was really proud of how they did this. Yeah, I did think that was cool too. But that's where I first noticed like the acting felt flat. That, that she felt so flat to me. Are you sure? I felt the exact opposite. Oh, fun. Well, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, for really me, excited. I was just like, oh, this isn't, you're not nearly as talented or as, or at least in this role, you're not nearly as compelling as Drew Barrymore was for me in this role. I, I think I would agree with that, but I think it's the closest it's gotten. Yeah, I hear that. Um, some parts of the movie that I loved when they end up back at the house, the big Such house, with, that was so great and something interesting that they do is like riding the line between making fun of like fans who want it all to be fan service while like doing a lot of fan service <laughs> right this is back to the one foot to in have one it both side. ways where it's like making exactly. fun of it and doing it which i i thought was well and like i mean some of the parts was like i, I liked the character from four showed up again i liked the i loved the whole like yeah, and You're in good. Stu Mocker's house. That was so satisfying. Yeah, it really was. But like, I I I feel less guilty about being like, "Hey, it's a the th- thing from before," <laughs> right? It's because it's making fun of uh, of fan culture. Like, I feel like it's in on the joke with that. I think you're right. And there's nothing wrong with enjoying that. That's that's the thing from the thing. If it's done well, you know, that's always the problem. Was when. That kind of stuff isn't done well. It's when you really notice it and it's bothersome. It's the same as any element of filmmaking, right? Sure. Yeah. I'll go with that. And I thought the, the villain's plans make sense, and there are hints there. And I, I liked with, uh, not Frank, uh, Huey. I'm just going to call him Huey. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Huey's character. Uh, because when he tries to trick, like it plays on the suspicions in a way the other movies haven't. 
and I'm before first I thought it was gonna be him, and then like he like I was I was almost like yeah, I think it is the sister, like for a little bit in the yeah. middle. So when he addresses it, it doesn't feel like it's something that's obvious. Yeah, no, it was there was a nice moment of like okay, well maybe. Like you make good points, and the 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 basement stuff is funny too. I was like, ah, I got yeah, okay. The mom at the conference in in Europe bothered me. Like, you know, I, I needed more than just that one line. Yeah, she's at the conference in Europe. She can't like her daughter was stabbed. <laughs> like she was attacked, and she's in the hospital. The coronavirus. I promise you, she has to quarantine. I would be if they would have thrown in a line like that, like a voiceover line for that. That'd have been awesome. I'd have been like, sure, get it. But I was like, dude, I'm on a plane now. <laughs> like you, my child has been stabbed, and I don't think that's like an un like I'm not dad of the year for saying that. You know, <laughs> like that's pretty standard. So that bothered me a little bit. That like there weren't. And I guess it would slow down the movie, and I got probably old people, the only ones who cared, and that about would bother. But like, just like a little, like a phone call, you know? Like in the first scream, they kept bringing up the dad, and like, we can't get a hold of him. We don't know where he is. And they gave a really satisfying reason for why they couldn't get a hold of him. You know, he was kidnapped. Um, so I guess that, that bothered me a little bit. That's nitpicky a little bit, but. No, I mean, no one's parents are around in any of these movies, so. Yeah, uh, and sometimes I thought it makes more sense than others. And this one that didn't that didn't bother me. Okay, good. I there was some stuff the, the bar kill with the guy who ended up being related to Stu Mocker felt a little unnecessary. Yeah, they didn't tie that one really well. They I didn't. Like, I feel like they could have made. Yeah, that 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 wasn't. That felt very that wasn't random. seamless. No, it was not. Um. But overall, I uh, really, really happy with this. Do you think they're probably going to try to do more sequels with this new cast of characters? I mean, I guess I don't know. I mean, the fact that like the expert—I like that the both the expert and the jock character survived. Yeah, they were twins. I like that. That was fun. So that was fun. There was some. There was enough. Like that's the thing from before, but enough like new stuff and enough like self awareness and. I think, like, picking the kind of fandom route to go in for the parody, I think, was was really was really cool. And, like, having, like, what, the fake version of, like, geeks and gamers, like, complaining about it. Right, I, yeah. Has I did. Ryan Johnson responded to the Ryan Johnson joke, you think, via tweet? I, I, I am not aware. I don't know if he has or not. I hope, I hope, I hope if it was funny, I hope he did. <coughs> But uh, we haven't brought up, have we brought up the elevated horror thing yet? Because that's great. I said those, that term, but no, we haven't really talked about it. How, and that, again, she's like, I like the Babadook. You know, we're talking about like the horror movies that she does like, not the slasher kind of movies. So that, that was, was kind of cool. Fun. And they talked about all the, the, like, the, the requels that haven't worked. Right, Halloween. They had the same name. That's what you were talking about earlier. Like, the, you know, and, and the, Black uh, Christmas. And Flatliners. Yeah. You know, they redid that. Same name. Requel. So I, I think this is fun. I think this this does the parody, uh, the best since the first one. I think it does the new characters the best since the first one. I think it looks almost the best since the first one. Yeah, I certainly don't remember being taken out of it by how it looked. You know, so it looked good enough for me. Oh, here's something that annoyed me. It's there's a cool sequence when like, Ghostface is talking, 
while like walking behind the wheelchair. But I, I did not like the, the stalling for time elevator noise. Like oh, that's so annoying. That's Corona. Yeah. I, I think you looked at me when that happened. Yeah, like, cause I knew bad. I knew you weren't gonna like that. <laughs> I I didn't I disliked it less than you. Um should we talk about the death? The big death? We oh, should, because we're doing Dewey. Spoilers. Yeah, Dewey. Yeah, so Dewey. So, like, it, it, I got really angry. First of all, I get angry that none of these people can shoot a gun very well. Because if I had been involved in anything like what they've been doing, I'd be at the, the gun range every day working on this shit. Secondly, when I do work the gun range and have the gun and being attacked, I'm, I'm going to hit somebody and shoot them in the head. You know, I'm aware that people wear bulletproof vests and they I, are not hard to get. Can I can I say something to you again that I've said before? Please. Bad at his job, Dewey. Yes, he's bad at his job. You're right. Um I really like that like since when have you been retired? Was like, since they asked me to. Yeah, I, I liked what they did with Dewey again. I, yeah, he's out of work, he's an alcoholic, he's you know, he's his heart is broken, he is embarrassed by how he behaved with her in New York. And I liked all of that. I wasn't thrilled with Dewey for most of it. I just didn't like the vibe out, but that that was that was good. It was like a Logan like Dewey. <laughs> <laughs> Make a Logan style <laughs> Dewey movie. <laughs> exactly. Uh I felt like it it almost it it got into the other part. I felt like Dewey for a little bit was in a similar kind of movie than those like I still like the Baba Duke lines are, where he's like I'm a washed up alcoholic and I'm coming back for one I'd last see, I didn't ride. get that vibe at all. Like they they've skirted that line just fine for me. All right. They they crossed it a little bit for me. Mm. Yeah. And I his death was gruesome, but uh I wasn't I frankly I wasn't really that satisfied by it. I was I was surprised and upset. Honestly, I, like I think they're, they're I wanted him and Gail back together. They're messing up my childhood. Really, and I'm gonna complain about. It. <laughs> That's right, <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, good movie. The the highs were really high. Um, yeah, yeah, it was good. It was good. I don't know where I'm gonna put it. Where Where about you? What do we think? I I obviously I would put it second to one. Okay. Are you you cool with that? I am cool with that. I am cool with that. I enjoyed it. A lot, and I and I would go see this again, actually. Or I'll, well, I would see it at home again. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't go. To I don't need to go to the theater, theater again to see it. Um, but I did. Yeah, I enjoyed it. All right, so what is our ranking right now? The the movies and <laughs> what order? <laughs> yeah. So Sorry, as we you, all know, anytime you're counting something, you start with infinity <laughs> and work your way down. <laughs> Sorry, you don't. <laughs> You don't get this. Can I? Can I? Can we? Can we just go on a tangent of the story? Go for it. Find this. Go for the tangent. We were talking about it (laughs) yesterday. Yeah, after we had seen the movie, and we were like, "Well, how are you ranking them?" And I said my order from (laughs) bottom to top, from five to one, counting down to the best. And that really rubbed you the wrong way. It just confused me. Because <laughs> you're like, wait, that makes no sense. And I'm like, from bottom to top. And I'm like, why would you list it like that? Well, it was, because that's how people list things. It was all. It was like the way, it was like the, the verbiage around what we were saying to made it more confusing, I believe. 
But anyways, yes. <laughs> it might have been. I don't know. I don't remember your question exactly. It might have been like, what's your favorite Scream movie? Yeah, and then you were like, exactly. And then you like you named <laughs> I, the worst one. And I ranked to from, count down. <laughs> like that, I think that was it. I ranked that I ranked from bottom to top. <laughs> so that's in, how people rank things. So in I mean <laughs> no, and yes, both, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> after ten minutes goes by, I finally reached number one, and I will answer your question of what the first, one, what the best one is. Anyway, so let's do five. Let's go five to one. Okay. I'm, I'm convinced. All right. <laughs> so where are we? Five. Four. Four is the four is the worst. Two. Then, uh, let's. Do. <laughs> yeah, is it? Is that Who's what we first? Uh, two is really the. F there's only five movies. Yeah, I guess it is. See, I'm going to say it in the most confusing way ever. <laughs> I need to see three and two again. Uh, and five. Figure out. Four. Four. <laughs> two. Three. Three. Two. Five. One. 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 All right. I everybody that, got that? I hope that makes perfect sense. <laughs> it's perfectly clear. But no, it's in order from bottom to top, the way God intended. <laughs> uh, scream. Four. Scream two, scream three, scream, scream. Nice. Yeah, I, I I can get behind this though. I do want to see three and two again, uh, and give them and four again. I guess uh, two and four again. Yeah, I, I want to see all. I kind of would just like to see them all again. Not anytime soon. Yeah, no. We'll wait till like three years when Scream two to call again <laughs> comes out. Right. Let's all right. Let's do opening sequences. Okay. Uh, let's review them real quick. One's the Drew Barrymore. Scream 2. Theater. They talk about how black people are always killed. And Stab, yeah. Going to see the movie Stab. Jada's killed in front of everybody. Three was the multiple, like three or four of them? How many were there? Three. No, three is, uh, uh was 100% cotton. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. I forgot. We didn't even talk about that. No, we didn't. I forgot him. Yeah, Stud Cotton, like 100% Cotton in his talk show. And him and his girlfriend get killed, right? Yeah. I forgot. Killing Cotton Weary is a thing. But also weird. You know, it's something like its opening sequence. Like, the, the the girlfriend is like, you playing one of your, like, stab games again? Like, I wonder what, what was up, what, what was going on in uh, Cotton's yeah. head. Like, what, what, are the, what are the games he was playing? That's when, a good where question. He, like, that was, was a solid, face. cool opening. I, I, that was a good opening. No. All right, so what was opening four four was uh was the in a stabception. Stabception, like the multiple things? Yeah. Yeah. Stab that was that's that, that's clever. And then five was the like I love the the homage, but the, the door updated opening, technology. Door closed, door opening. Like and I love the final like bonus question. Do you think I've gotten in your house yet? Yeah, and exactly. That was that was pretty cool. I like that opening sequence good. Um Let's so my, start. Let's go. Let's say what's your least favorite. Least, well, they're all. I mean, I was just saying how much I liked it, but I gotta say my least. Well, least favorite. No, least favorite was Scream twenty twenty two. The the, the opening sequence. Yeah, nah, that no, was my least favorite. I'm not, not gonna let that be our last one. That's fine. What are you gonna put? Uh, two or three. Which one? Well, I wait. What? Two was the movie thing. Yeah, you didn't like the movie thing. Uh, not as much as the other things. Or okay. three or a hundred percent cotton. Yeah, I would say a hundred percent cotton would be my my next one worse. All right, a hundred percent cotton. Uh then I would put two. 
but I would which is the movie I, yeah but I would let you I, I don't know five is so good the, the opening I really like the opening you really yeah, you, I, I didn't really, like Jen Nor- I was Jenna just Ortega bored. as much yeah, as I do not like I Jenna was. Ortega I don't like you Jenna <laughs> or Jenny or whatever your name is Jenna Jenna uh, actually I'm kidding I'm sure you're awesome uh, yeah I don't maybe it's easier if we do them a crazier way and think about it in reverse order like one is clearly the best would you agree with that yes definitely and I would put five next I would not put, there's well, no well, way no, I could I agree with that okay uh, I would put three. the Inception. Incept the Inception. Yeah, that's, just for that girl getting stabbed. That's in the what girl. I would put as three on mine. So uh, we can have that be uh, four or uh, two. Okay. And if that's two, then five has to be three. Yeah. And then it's between 100% cotton and I put movie above the movie. 100% cotton. I would as well. All right. All right. I'll repeat it again. <laughs> 100% cotton. At number five. Uh, uh, movie. Movie. Jada. At the premiere. Or, or at, at, at open, yeah. yeah. Four. Opening weekend. Uh, three. Door locked, door unlocked. Yep. Technology. House. Smart house. Yeah. Smart house. Three. Um, uh, four. Inception. Uh, yeah. Stabception. <laughs> Stabception. Uh, one. The original. The classic. Drew Barrymore. Just killed it. All right. All right, so villains. Villains. Hmm. Uh, do you want to just like make it easier and do main villains? Like, not try to rank Stu or the other loser kid in four. No, I think it's just as a. I think they're comboed. Okay. Um. But then that lowers uh, five for me. Yeah. yeah. I hear that. I mean, obviously, Billy but and Stu. Team. Billy and Stu are one. Billy and Stu are one. Uh. If is it three? Is it the guy? Is it Roman Polanski? Three is Roman, the director, and is he by himself on that one? Yeah, he's by himself. He's by himself on that one. Okay, and the four is well, that was so two. One is no four. Yeah, four. I would say two has to be the last one for me. Yeah, I agree. Uh, here, here, here. I'm going to see if you like this one. All right. <laughs> Billy Loomis. Uh, Roman, the director. He's number two? Yep. Okay. Uh, uh, Huey. I'm trying to think about this more. Uh, Atten- attention wanting girl yeah, cousin cousin and uh mrs loomis yeah i'm down with that that's a good order all right to repeat again <laughs> <laughs> mrs loomis and guy from the film class uh cousin and loser kid numero dos uh three In, I don't know if he's an insult. Huey and Reddit lady. It's clearly not an insult. 
Right, keep going. I guess not, but you can. Okay, we're keep going. You don't have... keep, keep, keep going. Keep <laughs> going. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Roman, the director, and the original Billy Loomis and Stu combo. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I think I think we've I think we've done a, a thorough job on. I think I'm proud of all these lists. How about you? What? Let's let's give a little bit of airtime to if you would even like the Scream movies to continue, how would you like them to continue? That's a or good question. Would you like a movie? Would you like a stab movie? Like a real meta meta <laughs> like release stab nine? No, because it would I mean, other than the casting it would be like identical, right? You know? I did enjoy the clips of the Stab 8, by the way. Yeah. Because it was so over the top (laughs) with, like, what they, I don't know, like, he had, like, a, you know, a a ray gun, flamethrower kind of thing going on, you know, like. Ryan Johnson, what were you thinking? (laughs) That's so funny. Um, I would like it to continue, like, you know, if it wants to. I don't care, to be honest with you. Like, if the one comes out, though, I'll go see it. It'll be fun. So part of me, yeah, continue. Why not? Employ some actors. Would you like the relic characters, or legacy characters, relics has a negative connotation. Yeah, it does. Legacy characters to be in it, or would you like to focus more on our new crowd from this movie? So the the legacy characters that are alive are Mev and Courtney Cox, right? Yep. Let's see if that police officer guy comes back from three. Yeah. Um. I could I could be fine letting those letting them just chill. Yeah. I don't need them. You know, and I I guess I li- I like our new characters more than you do. Yeah, you do, but I'm, I'm it doesn't have to be these new characters either. You know, we don't have to keep any of them. The most interesting ones are the twins, probably, and they're alive. So, you know, they're not are they twins. They said they were twins. They're not. They said they were twins. Oh, the the t- <laughs> you meant the twins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you think I meant the twins? Because, yeah, I meant the twins. The, I thought you were talking about the sisters. And I'm like, they're not twins. But, like, I forget. There are twin characters. I just assumed who you were talking about without, like, thinking oh, of funny. your language. Yeah. I'm like, wait, no. The people I'm thinking about aren't twins. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah. So I, I, could, I could go either way. You know, there I didn't find them, again, completely compelling. But, you know. Whatevs. Any interest whatsoever in watching the Scream TV show that had two seasons? I guess I'm curious about what, when it was set, you know, where, where in the, is it part of this world? Is it separate? I think it's like an anthology. Because nobody was like. It might be part of this world. I think it is a part of this world. So when you say anthology series, you just mean the only thing horror about it, there's no continuity between actual Scream movies. It's just one off, one hour you know, scary episodes. No, I think it's like a Fargo type thing where it's a different story each season. Okay. But I have no idea. I think it's, I think I'm right though. I mean, I guess, I, I guess I would say yes, I have a tiny bit of interest, but I haven't still seen The Wire. <laughs> you <laughs> or, know, or Breaking Bad. It feels like I, Breaking Bad, exactly. So, or we haven't you know. finished Succession. 
And we haven't finished Succession. So if, I wonder if, if you can find all this podcast like two years ago when we said we started watching Succession. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder. That was before anybody was doing a podcast. That's when we started Succession. <laughs> it, it feels that way. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right. Well, let's wind up. I think that was good. That was fun. Yeah. Um, I'm glad we saw those. Uh, we'll do another podcast in a couple of weeks. Is that right? Yeah. Kind of review the month, everything we've kind of been seeing and doing. Well, not everything. Not everything. The the cream of the crop. Yeah. Exa- oh, we only accept the top here. Exactly. Only just the, the top. Um, so that'll be very, very fun. And uh, yeah, so go see Scream. I would just say go see Scream. You know? Wouldn't you say that? Yeah, I would agree with that. If you're comfortable going to a theater at this uh, time. Yeah, and we had nobody near us. Or just was... go see it when it comes, when you can see it at home. Exactly. Or watch the first screen. Yeah. Just do what you want. Do that. Why are you asking us? Just do what you want. Oh. All right, we had a good time. I hope you did. Thank you for listening. Dadadago, hoi. Black Christmas is still my favorite. Thank you for listening to the Owls on Culture podcast. Our theme music was recorded and assembled by Marine Sozier and Antoine Villar. The show is produced by Pinecone Turkey. To learn more about Pinecone Turkey, visit pineconeturkey.com, where you can read the latest blog posts from the Owls on Culture hosts and sign up for the Flock email, a twice-a-month newsletter that delivers a short film, poetry, a short story, and visual art right to your inbox. It's your monthly dose of art curated by Pinecone Turkey. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so by leaving us a rating on iTunes. Thanks for listening.